Ten Nisan, Yud Nisan, Tzadik, His Praise, 238. Editor's Note, I heard that once the Rebbe's saintly mother pressed him to give her some idea of the level of devotion he had attained. After all, people were speaking in such glowing terms about him. What shall I tell you, he said. I am a genuine case of removed from evil. Proverbs 14.16, Job 1.8.2.3. I also heard from Reb Naftali that the Rebbe's mother once asked him why he didn't force himself to eat a little. Otherwise, how would he sustain himself? The Rebbe replied, Wisdom give, gives life to its owner. Ecclesiastes 7.12 That is the only way I sustain myself now. He went on, There are people who possess a wisdom which can sustain them without eating and drinking. He meant that they need to eat only the very barest minimum because for them, the main source of life was spiritual sustenance. 239. Editor's Note I heard from Reb Nassan that after the Rebbe had given his lesson in Lakuti Moharan 1.206, I have gone astray like a lost sheep, Psalms 119.176, he told him that this had been the theme of his own meditations recently. This should give you some idea of the tremendous humility, simplicity, and sincerity which the Rebbe possessed all through his life. No matter how great his achievements his prayers and meditations were always humble and unassuming. When he stood before his Maker, he was brokenhearted. I also heard that once a young person asked the Rebbe how to meditate. The Rebbe told him to say to God, Master of the world, have pity on me. Is it right that my time should pass in such futility? Was it for this I was created? Some time later, the same person was standing behind the Rebbe's door, and he heard him pouring out his heart to God with those very words. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, His Wisdom, 98. Winter is pregnancy, and summer is birth. Tzaddik, number 198. The Rebbe then spoke wondrous words, but they were mostly forgotten. He spoke of the summer which was then approaching. This took place in Nisan, shortly before Pesach. On the third day after the Brit Mila of the Rebbe's son Shlomo Ephraim of, of blessed memory. The Rebbe then said that in the winter all plants and grasses die. Their strength dissipates, and they are like the dead. But when summer comes, they awaken and return to life. It is written, Isaac went out to meditate in the field. Genesis 24.63 The Talmud says that this meditation was prayer. Brachot 26b Meditation and prayer is sicha. A bush of the field is a siach. Genesis 2.5 When every bush, siach, of the field begins to return to life and grow, it yearns to be included in prayer and meditation, sicha. When summer approaches, it is particularly good to meditate in the fields. This is a time when you can pray to God with longing and yearning. The Rebbe spoke at length about this. He also discussed several other matters. The Aleph Bet Book, Conflict and Strife, B, 9. The affliction and provocation that a sage suffers cause him to forget his learning. 10. As a result of quarreling, the less qualified students are accepted into positions of authority prematurely. This corresponds to a miscarriage, to a child being born too early. It leads to poverty and sometimes even death, God forbid. 11. Sometimes there is no peace in one's home and all one's family members are at odds with each other. Clearly, this is because there are evil forces in the house and as a result, his family suffers. 12. A person's location can at times be the cause of the strife he encounters. 
This is similarly the reason one does not ask after the well-being of a fellow Jew in an unclean place. 13. Grief and depression lead to conflict, whereas joy brings peace to the world. 14. The Torah is revealed through peace. Kitzur Likutei Moharan 1. Lesson number 60 13. The concept of the shofar blasts on Rosh Hashanah is one of awakening from sleep, as these blasts awaken the world's inhabitants from their sleep, so that they should not waste their days asleep, God forbid. As a result of their awakening, they release their speech with great strength, trust is thereby evoked, and children are granted to barren women. Great fear and awe is also elicited, through which people are rescued from sexual lust, from the vain attraction to beauty, and from false affected grace, and they merit the holy length of days. They also merit great wealth in holiness, and as a result, attain extremely profound contemplation in the Torah. A person merits all this through the shofar blasts of a Rosh Hashanah spent in the presence of the true tzaddikim, who know how to elicit all these spiritual rectifications. Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Master of Prayer It was the custom of the Master of Prayer to visit inhabited areas and spread his ideas, convincing people to emulate him, serving God and constantly praying. Whenever people wanted to join him, he would take them to his place away from civilization, where their only activities would be praying, singing praise to God, confession, fasting, self-mortification, repentance, and similar occupations. He would give them his books of prayers, songs, praises, and confessions, and they would occupy themselves with them at all times. Among the people he brought there, he would find individuals who had the ability to lead others to serve God. He would allow such individuals to visit inhabited places and also bring people to serve God. In this manner, the master of prayer constantly spread his teachings. He would constantly attract people and bring them away from civilization. Eventually, his teachings began to make an impression and his activities became well known. People would suddenly vanish without a trace. No one knew where they were. A person might lose a son or a son-in-law and not have any idea of his whereabouts. But finally, people began to realize that all this was due to the master of prayer who was attracting people to serve God. Reb Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 133 With God's help, Thursday, Mitzorah 5594 My dear son, may he live. I just now received your letter, as I was occupied with some business. I do not know how to respond to it. For several years now, all your letters have been replete with great cries. What can I do? This is how God created human beings, to be constantly tested and embattled every moment of every day. As our sages said, Sukkah 52a, a person's evil urge is renewed in him every day, and if the Holy One did not help him, I have already given you a lot of encouragement in accordance with what I received from the Rebbe. Study these lessons again and again. I have already told you as well that a great many things must come upon a person every day in this world. As the Rebbe said, Mashiach will tell every person the meaning of what he went through every day. Rabbi Nachman's stories. From this alone, it should be clear how many things a person must go through each and every day. It is good to thank God that you are nonetheless crying out to God so much every time because no cry is ever lost. Zohar 2, 100b May you be worthy of fulfilling the Rebbe's words in their plainest sense and express yourself before God every single day, just as you scream to me in your letters. Verbalize these words daily in speech between you and your Creator. 
Without a doubt, it will help you tremendously in this world and the next, eternally. Outside of this, I do not have a single piece of advice to give you. Just know and remember that, praise to the living God, we have someone to rely on, as you know, my dear son. With this power, you can constantly express yourself before God and pour your heart out like water before Him. You can also comfort yourself and bring yourself to joy over the incredibly great, holy, and awesome power of the Rebbe. If I had not had these things to console console me in my desolation, I would have perished long ago, God forbid, because you would not believe what I have endured. All my vitality and my hope each day derives from these things I just mentioned. I offer thanksgiving for the past that no matter what else, at least we have been able to be in the Rebbe's portion. With this, I have a small measure of strength to cry out, to plead, and to speak a little to God. Sometimes my heart opens up and I can really express myself. Just when I said my foot has slipped, your kindness, God, sustained me. Psalms 94.18 And I am worthy at least of feeling His great and eternal loving kindness. Finally, I danced for joy. Nussin's Letters, Year 2 Letter number 372 With thanks to God, Sunday, Shemot, 5602, Teravitsa. Greetings to my beloved learned son, Rabbi Yitzchak. May he live. I arrived here for Shabbat, Torah reading Vayigash, and by God's hand, I stayed here this past Shabbat, Torah reading Vayichi, as well. I am preparing myself this week to return to Uman with God's help. I am presently inclined to stay there until this coming Erev Rosh Chodesh Shabbat, and then I will see how to proceed. My eyes are lifted to God that He will guide me on paths of righteousness for the sake of His name. It could be that I will then travel from Uman to Cherin, but I still do not know God's counsel clearly. God presented me now with the carrier of this letter, so I thought I would let you know about all this. I would like you to instruct my friend, Reb Nachman, may his light shine, who recently arrived from his journey, to set off for Uman for Erev Rosh Chodesh Shvat. It would be good for him to leave early and start out as soon as he sees this letter, so that he will arrive in Uman a few days beforehand, and be able to tell me face to face the whole order of his travels. Then I will be able to deliberate about how to proceed. Even besides this, I desire very much for him to come to me, as I said, in order to discuss with him many matters concerning the project. Then God's plan will emerge. This is why I have told you all this now, and without a doubt, Rav Nachman will do as I ask. I am in quite a hurry right now, as I am extremely sleepy. Praise God I spoke a great deal last night about some of the awesome things that I have experienced from the time that I drew close to the Holy Rebbe. Thus, I have no time to continue. The words of your father, writing hurriedly and waiting for salvation, Nussan of Breslov. Greetings to my friend, the aforementioned Rev Nachman. Welcome. Blessed is the one who has brought you in peace. May God bring you quickly to Uman. Nussan, the same. Shemot HaTzadikim, B'nei Shimon, Nemuel, Yariv, Zerach, Shalom, Mivsam, Mishma, Chamuel, Zakur, Shimi, Meshovav, Yamlech, Yosha ben Amatzia, Yoel, Yehu ben Yoshivia ben Siraya ben Asiel, El Yoenai, Yaakova, Yishochaya, Asaya, Adiel, Shimiel, Naya, Ziza ben Shifi ben Alon ben Yedaya ben Shimri, ben Shemaya, Felatia, Naaria, Raphaya, Uziel, Benei, Ishi, Benei Ruven, Yoel, Shemaya, Gog, Shimi, Micha, Raaya, Baal, Beera, Yeel, Zechariahu, Bela ben Azaz ben Shema ben Yoel, Benegad, Yoel Harosh, Shafam Hamishne, Yanai, Shafat Habashan, Michael, Meshulam, 
Sheva, Yorai, Yakan, Zia, Ever, Avichael, Churi, Yaroach, Gilad, Michael, Yehishai, Yachdo, Buz, Achi, Avdiel, Guni, Efer, Yishi, Eliel, Azriel, Yirmia, Hodavia, Yachdiel, Bnei Aharon HaKohen, Avishua, Buki, Uzi, Zerachia, Merayot, Amaria, Achituv, Tzadok, Achimaatz, Azaria, Yochanan, Shalom, Chilkia, Saraya, Yehotzadak. Reb Nussin's Prayers 1. Prayer number 110-101. Hashem is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Hashem is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Evildoers, my adversaries and enemies, crowd against me to eat my flesh, but they will stumble and fall. Master of the world, you who have chosen your nation, the Jewish people, with love, you know how many troubles we have suffered since the day that we went into exile, particularly what we are suffering now, since the promulgation of the evil and bitter edict to conscript 12-year-old Jewish boys into the army. Many hundreds of Jewish boys have been conscripted and subjected to hunger and the sword in an effort to remove every vestige of Judaism from them. That is the most bitter decree of all, Some of them have been subjected to terrors so harsh and bitter that they have died. Others were weakened by disease. Some purposely maimed themselves, suffering terribly, in order to stay out of the army and remain Jewish. In addition to that, the suffering of these boys' fathers, mothers, relatives, and others who love them is so great that the strength of the porter has collapsed. Woe to us for our catastrophe! What shall we say? How shall we justify ourselves? You have uncovered our sins. How shall we cry out over our disaster? We are crippled by our wounds. You have not turned your anger away from us. To the contrary, before the first blow was bandaged, you struck us again. For even after the stricken, moaning children were taken captive from every town, your hand remained stretched out, and even more Jewish boys are slated to be drafted into the army within the year. Woe, 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 woe! How shall Jacob rise, for he is small? What will we do? We cannot even cry out to you, because our hearts are closed, and our spirits sealed due to these troubles. In addition, we suffer due to the enticements of our evil inclination, and so we are under siege from both directions, physical and spiritual, from without and from within. From without, the sword bereaves us as the bitter decrees are put into effect, From within, our evil inclination grows stronger with its scheming and cunning. You have only one purpose in subjecting us to this multitude of troubles, to inspire us to awaken and return to you. But we have not done so. To the contrary, the evil inclination mocks us and twists our hearts, so that innumerable Jews question your straight and proper ways. A nation alone. Gracious and forgiving Master of the world, Forgive the sin of this nation in accordance with the greatness of your kindness, as you brought this nation forth from Egypt and until now. You are the only one who knows how alone we are, like a beacon at the top of the mountain and like a flag upon the hill. We have become orphans without a father. Our mothers are like widows. There is no one in the world to stand up on our behalf. In our time of trouble, give us refuge. Gaze upon our suffering and the troubles of our hearts. What will we do? Because of the darkness of our exile and the bitterness of our troubles, our intellect has become so obscured and our minds so weakened that we grow weary seeking the way to return to you. 
Since your only intent in all of our troubles is for us to come back to you, send us a Redeemer to rescue us from all our troubles, material and spiritual. May he teach us the right path to follow and inspire us to return to you as a result of what we have endured. You who know hidden things, you alone know all that we undergo. As for us, what shall we say? How shall we speak? Overcoming Persecution Master of the Universe, you reveal to us that the Gentiles derive their power from the seventy dark countenances. When we do not learn Torah properly, its ways are concealed from our eyes. That concealment strengthens the desires and evil traits of the Gentiles, who then promulgate evil and bitter decrees against us. But how can we rectify this? Because of the difficulties of earning a living, because our evil inclination has grown stronger, and because of the multitude of our troubles, it is very difficult for us to learn Torah properly. Even those few people who do learn Torah suffer from a dulled intellect, so that for the most part they do not understand the simple meaning of the words, much less appreciate its depths and sweetness, its inner core and secrets. We do not have access to the light of the countenance of the Holy Torah. We do not realize how far we are from its seventy shining countenances, which ideally would overcome and eradicate the seventy dark countenances, thus breaking the power of the Gentiles. How can we attain that? Making Torah our permanent occupation. Eternal God, have compassion on us and give us our portion in your Torah. Help us gain the inspiration to learn Torah day and night without the interference of any troubles or business affairs. May other people do our work on our behalf. Generously supply us with all that we need even before we need it, so that we will not have to engage in any business in order to earn a living. Rather, may Torah constitute our work in this world and accompany us in the world to come. Even when we must engage in some work and business in order to earn a living, strengthen our hearts so that we will not forget our eternal world. May we feel pity for our souls and set aside time to learn Torah, so that our learning will be the permanent element of our lives and our work transient. May we stop learning Torah only when we must take care of our business. Otherwise, whenever we can find a minute, an hour, or a day or two to learn Torah, may we do so with great persistence. Open the pathways of our minds, so that we will understand all of the words of the Torah clearly, and we will put all of our thoughts into the Torah, looking deeply into those parts that re require study. May our intent in learning Torah not be to take pride or prove our superiority, not to be called rabbi, to earn money or to gain honor. In other words, not to make the words of the Torah a shovel with which to dig or a crown in which to glory, but only so that we may understand its words clearly. May we learn Torah only for its own sake, so that our study will lead to deed and we will turn aside from evil and do that which is good in your eyes. Illumine our eyes and open our hearts so that we will quickly understand everything that we learn. May we learn all of the Torah's holy volumes every day, Tanakh, Talmud, Shulchan Aruch, Midrash, the Zohar and Tikkuni Zohar, the writings of the Ari and the works of the Tzaddikim of our days. May we complete these works and review them all the days of our lives. Help us always learn your Torah, which constitutes our lives and the length of our days. May we contemplate it day and night, and dedicate ourselves to learn until we grasp the Torah and nullify all of our evil desires and traits.